when we have something good, we almost never question why we are having it. We only question when we are losing it. When we are having something bad, we question it. And we don't question why we should lose it, if we lose it. Why is there this disparity? Should there be this disparity? It's the same as what we have learned before about change. We want to grow up, but we don't want to grow old. Both are changes, you know? And at the back of it is the fact that we accept one kind of change and we don't want to accept the other kind of change. We like one kind of change, we don't like one kind of change. But life, reality, does it go, go around based on our whims and fancy, based on our preferences? No, it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah. When conditions change, things change. Sometimes the conditions changes in a way that is agreeable with us. And we, we as a result, think that fortune is shining on us. And we feel good about it. And of course, we accept it. We don't question it. Yeah, we rejoice in it. But that same mechanism of conditionality yeah, is always in motion. And so the the things that is dear to us, be it things, relationships, loved ones, jobs, faith, trust, and so on, the fact that we can have them is due to conditions, due to change. And if you accept this, and you're happy with this, you must know that this is a double-edged sword, that the change can swing around and remove it and take it away. Change happens due to conditions. Yeah. It's just that we usually don't see it in this way. Yeah. Especially when these are relating to related to things that are dear, desirable and is what we want. We don't see that it's due to conditions. Sometimes we even fool ourselves to think that it's meant to be. Yeah. And if it's meant to be, then it shouldn't be not be. And that's why we can't accept it. So if you ask me, I thought about this quite a bit. We can go by the Dhamma Dhamma way. Yeah, but I'm going to just very quickly share with you the crazy way. You can deal with losses by a very simple method. You don't need to learn Dhamma and meditate. You just replace replacement. You lose things, you replace it. You lose memories, you replace with new memories. You lose faith, replace with new faith. <laughs> you lose job, replace with new job. You lose trust, replace with new trust. You lose friends, you'll find new friends. You lose girlfriend, you'll find new girlfriend or, or boyfriend if you like. But can you replace everything? Cannot. And then I thought about it. Why cannot? Why cannot? Can someone tell me? When it's a friend or a loved one, why can't you replace? 
just different ma. Yes, it's different. We want it to isn't it? If you are having things good and you lose it, and if you can and have to find a replacement, you want to find an exact replacement. You don't want to find something that is like more or less. You lose an iPhone, you don't want to get a get a Xiaomi or what you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like you lose iPhone X, and then you, your mother go and buy a pineapple phone. <laughs> but you see the trouble if the real trouble with replacement is not that you cannot find someone who is exactly the same. It's not you know. I mean, how do you know? The trouble is, number one, it's too much effort to find someone who is exactly the same. Number two, even if the person didn't die, it's always changing. So how do you find that same person? You cannot find the same person. You can't. And especially when it's a relationship that is lost, conventionally it's the same person, but... In reality, it's not the same person. That's why the relationship disappeared to begin with. To want otherwise is to expect the person to become static, stagnant. And for all intents and purposes, dead, ironically. (laughs) Dead in a static way. Dead in a snapshot, hibernation way. What we want is a very crazy notion of a static time. And that's why it's so difficult. And that's why conventional approaches to want to deal with losses by replacement is is almost always met with little success, if at all. That's always something that's different. Because the fact is even in a normal relationship that is not lost, it is ever-changing. As to how it changes, that's a different thing. It may change for the better, may change for the worse. And many times, whether it's better or worse, it's really up to us as well. Because the relationship itself is not just about you or me. You know, it's not just about either person. But, dependent on both person plus external conditions. In Buddhism, um, the approach is not acceptable for many people. Because if you consider the Buddha when he left the palace, he wanted to find a solution to aging, sickness and death. He wanted to find a solution to suffering. And losses is a form of suffering. But his answer, his solution, what he discovered was not that there's any solution the way we usually think of. At the same time, it's not simply about resignation, resign to fate, no. But it's a clear appreciation and acceptance. No, I take my word back. Acceptance is not quite right. Acceptance seems to be about that how we feel about it matters. 
In Buddhism, it is about the realization and appreciation that this is the way it is. Whether you accept or not, it is still like that. But yes, many times we talk about acceptance, accepting that it's like that. Because when it's lost, it's lost. Be it a relationship or things, yeah, they depend on conditions to come about. It's precisely because of this element of conditionality, of change, that things can come together. That, if you think about it, before you were friends with that friend, you were strangers. Then due to conditions, you become friends. So if you accept and cherish the friendship, then you have to accept and cherish the fact that when conditions change, the, the friendship may turn another way. It may transform and enrich It may not. It may not. To insist that it must, that's up to individuals, but that's not accepting the way things are. And that is what causes grief. Grief.